0: my <laughs>
1: casting from Mondays.pwop.com. it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maceolik here in the studio with Carl, Mark Miller, and Richard Campbell, announcing show number 34. You go away for a week and the whole place goes to hell in a handbasket. Mondays is produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com. Com. And now, the man who just can't find anyone willing to accept liquid ass as a gift, Carl Franklin.
2: Uh, why do you suppose that is?
1: I mean, isn't this like a really popular novelty product? Well, you know, just count it among your assets, Carl. Oh, please. Ugh. Make the bad
2: man stop. I'm in L.A. at the PDC just wrapping up this week in the Professional Developers Conference, Microsoft Conference. And uh, I brought some liquid ass with me because I knew some people who wanted it. I made the mistake of putting it in one plastic bag, which when I smelled it, uh, you couldn't smell it. But, you know, let that stuff seep out a little bit and it, and it seeped through the plastic bag. So it's sitting on top of the TV station in the hotel room where it has stayed the entire week. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to leave it here. Yeah, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, just that, that's nice for the cleaning staff. <laughs> Surprise, yeah, got something for
0: you. It's called liquid ass. And uh, yeah. You know, Carl, I'm yeah. just thinking if you got a candle... You could very carefully, you know, and you have to control your breathing, but you could pour all that liquid acid in like a cup and then melt wax over the top and huh. then air out your whole place. So so then when the cleaning crew comes in, they take it and they throw it out, it breaks the wax seal, and the whole room smells like ass. Uh, that nice. sounds overly complex. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, am I, I just... the only one who thinks that's hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I am. <laughs> Yeah. I think I'll just um, leave it no, here and throw it out or something. That's a great plan. I'm going to write this well, down. Well, if you if you
1: have any left uh, in, in Connecticut, <laughs> next time I go down, I want some. Because, uh, you know, I've been talking with some of my friends. I you was hanging it out all, on man. my porch. Uh, we came up with a great idea of diluting liquid ass in water I and mean, putting it in a super soaker and doing drive-by liquid ass shootings.
3: Oh, mm. oh that's nasty.
0: <laughs> but you know this thing is just going to escalate, Jeff, and people will start using concentrated liquid ass.
1: Well, you know, it's a small oh, price to pay for being able to make an entire city block smell like ass, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is uh, Seriously, man, this is like terrorist. You know, the thing I really don't like about this whole conversation is we're actually giving this guy more sales of liquid ass.
3: There you go. And, hey, and not I only have that, no Problem.
0: these things we're talking about are going to really happen. And you're going to like get a call from Homeland Security, Jeff.
1: Yeah. They're going to be searching for weapons of ass destruction, and it's going to be terrible.
3: Oh, Oh, God. It's called administering a noxious substance, Uh. and it's a misdemeanor. And on that note, let's talk to Richard, the only sane one amongst (laughs) us. How are you, my my, uh, Canadian friend? Oh, it's good to be back home. What more can I say than that? The dog's going crazy, set about immediately chewing on me. My wife promptly described to him, to me all of the stuff that the dog destroyed for the duration while I was away. Like, somehow it's my fault.
0: And yeah. Wasn't this your wife's idea to get the dog?
3: Oh, yeah. Totally. Mm, and I yeah. noticed yeah. she it only chews her shoes. <laughs> which I really, you know, it's got to be some kind of sign of love there. Yeah, it's that, like, that's got to make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. There you go. Because it's sure not going to make it warm and fuzzy on your feet. <laughs> Especially knowing your history uh,
2: with animals, now that uh, you know, I don't see how she can blame you.
3: No, no, I'm not worried about it at all. You know, it's like, oh, chewed up another pair of your shoes, huh? Now, on the other hand, I got downstairs to find out he chewed up my uh, bulb pump. I'm a little unhappy about that. I'm gonna have to get another one of those. On the other hand, it's a two dollar bulb pump. Those were a hundred pair of boots. The hundred dollar pair of boots that he ate. This is the bulb pump on your penis extender. No water cooling
2: solution. I'm not even laughing at that. That's oh, okay. You, you know what, you, Mark? See me after the show. I'll, I'll explain how to make that funny.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs>
2: you bastard! I'll
0: get you call for that one. I'll get you.
2: It's okay. We'll talk later. How have you been? Uh, how have you been though, Mark Miller in Hollywood? <gasps>
0: uh, I just can't believe you f- beat me, man, to that line. <laughs>
2: Mark and I had a bet. We were we we're betting to see who could beat who to that line. No, we
0: didn't point. have we didn't really have a bet so much as we just we we realized that 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 was going to be a very funny uh diss to the whoever said it first to the other guy and once the other guy was nailed with it he couldn't say it in return cuz he just sounded like a fool. <laughs> and anyway, I told him I'd say it as soon as he said, "Welcome to Mu." And I would put that out. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> You got me. All right. Well, you know, aside from you just getting me, uh, uh, I'm a little bit irritated. Um, you no. Know, <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you know, it's with the wife again. You know, I, I feel like I'm not getting the necessary support that I think a man deserves from his wife. I mean, you know what I mean, Carl? Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, you know, you know that when it comes to karate and exhaustive knowledge of the martial arts, I like to think that I'm a pretty intimidating guy.
2: Yeah, Mark, that's true. You are known as the Bruce Lee of the programming world, I suppose. That's
0: right. And so earlier this morning, <laughs> I made the offhand remark that I could take Stephen Hawking in a fight.
2: Take <laughs> Stephen Hawking?
0: Yeah, you know, kick his ass. Use a little jujitsu, tai chi, aikido combined. I'll unleash a pack of gravitational entropy on his multidimensional ass. Hiya <laughs> What? Of course, my wife, no support from her. She's like... <laughs> I doubt it.
3: <laughs>
0: and I'm like, what? You don't think I can take Hawking? I mean, come on, honey. I'm the millinator. I can slice, dice, and make waffle fries out of potatoes using only my bare hands. Yeah! <laughs> of course, she's still not convinced. And she points out that the Hawkinator, as she likes to refer to him, clearly exercises more than I do. <laughs> hmm. And I'm like, honey, it's not about the muscles. I mean, somebody has obviously forgotten about the almighty old guy in a wheelchair butt kicking power of the millinator brain. Oh, yes, Carl. <laughs> I reminded her that I've dedicated my entire life to the study of karate, judo, ninjutsu, and wang chung. <laughs> oh, and then she starts in again with a. 20 years of reading manga comic books and dancing around the house in your underwear does not equate to actually attending a martial arts class in person. <laughs> like, honey, do I need this? Do I? You see what I need, mean, Carl? I'm not getting that support that I think I deserve. So, so anyway, like, my credibility is on the line, and all she can think about are, like, Hawking's cat-like reflexes and the giant bicep in his right arm, the one that controls the joystick. <laughs> and his creepy way of disarming violent attackers just by staring at them and smiling a little bit. <laughs> and then when she brings up his speculated ability to conjure up many black holes solely with the power of his mind, well, I just can't take it anymore, Carl. <laughs> so I ask you, Carl, does a man deserve this kind of disrespect from his wife? Does he? C- certainly not. I don't think so. But you know what, Carl? Carl. <laughs> I'm just going to let her continue to think that Hawking can kick my ass. I'm not going to tell her about my plan to reach back and jam a bicycle pump in his wheels while Professor Bubblebutt is chasing me. That'll throw my balance. And that's when I'll switch over to my, metic- my meticulously crafted master plan. Now, I can't give away too many details here. I don't want to tip off the Hawkinator, but I can tell you it calls for a set of slide rule nunchucks, a 400 kilo abacus on wheels, and a block of cheese. You hear me, Hawking? I'm talking to you. It's time for a showdown. Just you and me, mano y mano. Come out, Hawking. I'm waiting for you. And don't be a pussy and bring that wheelchair like you did last time. (laughs) So a little bit pissed off. And
2: on that note, let's start this show off right with a little segment we like to call The week. In Geek, this is where I comb the internet looking for news and science and technology of the week. See if I can uh, explain them a little bit for you. Story number one from Associated Press: The Internet's key oversight agency approved a domain name for the Catalan language Thursday, while deferring final action on creating a red light district on the internet through a .xxx suffix. Creating the .cat suffix for individuals, organizations, and companies that promote the Catalan language and culture was relatively uncontroversial. Though the language is spoken largely in certain regions of Spain, backers say a domain name could unify Catalan speakers who live in France, Italy, Andorra, and elsewhere. The name could begin appearing in use next year. As for the .xxx domain, the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers is taking a stance that .xxx is not descriptive enough to give parents the knowledge they need to make good decisions about what sites they should or should not let their kids go to. They have proposed several new domains in place of an all-encompassing xxx domain. These domains include .bikini, .justboobs, ass. (laughs) dot hot sex and perhaps the most vile of them all, dot Mondays.
1: Ah! Oh! Oh. Oh.
0: (laughs) Carl, see me after the show. I'll show you how to make that funny. Yeah, okay, great. Nice.
1: Self-referential humor. I like it.
2: Yeah. Chip makers brace for slower pace in Moore's Law. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I guess it ain't Moore's Law then, is it?
1: No, it's it's really not.
2: (laughs) I don't get that. Black hole lurks in an invisible galaxy. Uh what's that? Oh uh my imaginary friend just told me this story is bullshit, so we'll move on to story number four. <laughs> <laughs> Mice infected with bubonic plague missing in New Jersey. True. Officials said to be on the lookout for three rodents with a cough carrying a box of tissues. Uh <laughs> And are you ready for fuel cell MP3 players? Toshiba said that it has developed two small fuel cell prototypes that can dramatically increase the playing time for mobile music players. A fuel cell unit the size of a pack of chewing gum can power a flash memory-based player for about 35 hours on a single charge using highly concentrated methanol as its fuel, the Japanese technology giant said. For a hard disk drive system... A fuel cell unit the size of a person's palm could let the player run for 60 hours on a single charge, Hmm. up from around 16 hours now, the company said. And if you really want to increase the entertainment value of the new unit, you can drink some of the methanol. Even though you get half the playtime, it seems to last twice as long. That's pretty
0: good. (laughs) Yes, methanol. I can just see these MP3 players. They're they're in the shape of these little uh, alcohol decanters. Yeah.
3: Take a look at uh, shrinkster.com/837. Is actually a photo of that MB3 player being refueled. Hold on, I got to see it. Oh, that's wow. Right. That's actually pretty cool. Oh, uh,
0: yes, there it is.
3: There it is. Vaguely iPod-ish.
2: You got a convenient little flask to yep, store your with Shiba logo on it. Do you suppose
1: yep. that they could use ethanol instead of methanol so when you drink it you don't die?
3: Yeah, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be a, I'd find that a feature. Yeah, I a, think... No, probably not. It's all about cracking the hydrogen, right?
1: Oh, ah, it's a good point. Huh.
3: Okay,
2: next story. $1.5 million study concludes that hurricanes getting stronger and more frequent. Jesus, I could have done that study with a TiVo and been handing out $1.5 million worth of food and shelter in Baton Rouge at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> it's true. Ooh. And Bush vows a sober look at federal Katrina response, this after the failure of the totally liquored up look they took at the problem last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. And finally, NASCAR engineers help design new combat vehicle. Unfortunately, it only turns left.
1: <laughs> and that is
2: the week
0: in geek. Oh, man. so so when they give the command to retreat it's like left and then one more left (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're working on that feature
1: they're working on the straight and right feature so so you're talking about nascar and uh and 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 just the whole car thing reminds me this 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 you know, when I was talking earlier about liquid acid, there was this event on my porch that involved hurling a lot of um, rotten bananas out into the street. And, you know, we weren't trying to hit cars, but what? one of my friends did. And she felt bad because it was an Audi. And she actually she wiped the car she clean. She felt bad? She felt
3: bad. This was a co-ed <laughs> burst of stupidity? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
0: D- 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job. Good job keeping a low profile while you do this, sitting on your porch.
1: Yeah, sitting on the second floor. Well, the thing is, she would have. She suggested <laughs> on the second floor. Yes, yeah, on the second floor. She bananas. suggested that we leave the bananas there. But then we realized that it was obvious from the bananas that had landed on the asphalt. There was like a very clear trajectory. There was a banana impact zone, and then a splatter pattern that made it very clear where the banana had come from. And, uh, since so we a little CSI
0: that, work could have yeah. tracked you down. Yeah, yeah. I can just see Joseph Fung showing up and looking at. I've never seen banana splatters
1: like this. Yeah. So, so since it's a three-story, a, a three-story apartment building, and and the person on the bottom is like this, old, you know, this old woman, and like you know, she's not throwing bananas, and there was like a 50 50 chance that the person the other person with a possible trajectory is the owner of the car and so you know unless they're like a G gee and maybe i was throwing bananas at my own car well anyway my friend goes out and wipes wipes the car clean um and thinking about this uh the the, the three of us were were realizing this my friend jess and my friend jeremy were realizing that we need a better way to hurl things and jeremy had the idea of hurling like rotten meat um and you know hurling rotten meat actually seems like a really good idea and, uh, and he was suggesting we use a ballista. Um, ballista. And I think I want to ask, Richard, I, I, I brought up the, the possibility of the trebuchet because you're talking about you know hurling meat and I like the trebuchet. The ballista is cool, too. W- what would you do in the situation of
3: hurling rotten meat? Definitely the trebuchet. Yeah, 100%. I would, too. I would, too. Trebuchet, yeah. absolutely. Trebuchets are well – I mean, they, they used to hurl – plague infected people with those things right? that's true
1: and that it's kind of like rotten meat so but yeah with rotten meat when it lands
3: anyway <laughs> dude you yeah. could
0: be on the lookout for those three mice that have the bubonic plague and if you found them you could hurl them in your 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 majiggy. now so so if i were using
1: you know like not so rotten meat sort of fresh meat yeah like let's say
3: roadkill that has just been struck would the ballista be appropriate then I, even then, you know, it's very hard to attach things to it, a ballista well enough that it still flies. Plus, it's going to mess with the trajectory because it is a direct ballistic trajectory. Mm. You'd mm. much rather use the sort of tossing nature, that mortar shot that is a trebuchet.
0: Now, of course, I want to point out that the roadkill would, of course, be any animals that slipped on the bananas that they threw down at their uh, road there. <laughs> That's the roadkill.
1: Yeah, so so you heard it here first on Mondays. If you want to hurl, like, you know, 50 or 60 pounds of rotten meat at something, you should use a trebuchet, not a ballista. Okay, Can yeah. can
2: I ask an obvious but maybe elephant in the room question here? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Hurling rotten meat
1: into the street. Uh, and where did where did you get the rotten? Why does the meat rotten? No, the, there's no. We don't have the rotten meat yet. This is just a plan. Yeah, you know, uh, they're
3: intending to rot
1: some meat. Yeah,
0: uh, we are gonna go to Joe's Rotten Meat Emporium. Actually, that very, explains very politically everything.
1: Actually, what we there's a there's a building down the street that uh that's associated with an organization that we don't like. And we you know originally we were thinking you know just put a lot of rotten meat. In the building, you like stick it up underneath the floorboards on the outside, and just the, like all the rotten holes, and in the mailbox, and you just you know, like rotten meat everywhere. But you know why have to, why do you have to get that intimate with a place when you can use a trebuchet from 150 yards and just lob the meat? You know
2: why why use a trebuchet when you can just squirt a little liquid ass all over the place and
1: have the same effect? Well, because when you have the liquid ass, you don't get to see all of the weird wildlife come out and like you know eat all of the rotten meat. So
0: I suppose you're right. <laughs> This is like an episode of Fear Factor. There you go. You
2: know, that reminds me, I have to pack my carry-on luggage.
1: Oh, God. Nasty.
2: It's the pun show, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Uh, I wish you'd just punch me out.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, Mark,
0: you got any people dumber than you this week, Mark? <laughs> oh, I did. But then you did that other story. I've decided not to do dumber than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so That's kind yeah, of my you... way to stand up for, you know, quality, that kind of thing. Uh, okay. Wow. Don't be associated with us kidding. losers. I'm kidding. I got two. Carl. Okay. Two dumber than me. Story number one, Touch of the Spider Woman. An unidentified woman in Germany got quite a scare last month when she discovered a large group of freaky-looking spiders inhabiting her garage. Is that the technical term? <laughs> uh, freaky large? Looking? Yes, that's the technical term for large. Oh, okay. That's, hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Garage. <laughs> freaky-looking. Freaky-looking. Yes, something. Running to her bathroom, she grabbed a can of hairspray and quickly returned to fight the evil eight-legged menace. After thoroughly drenching the arachnids and hairspray, the lady was shocked to realize that the spiders were still alive, the only damage being a semi-permanent state of having way too much product on their little critter hairdos.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Realizing that the aerosol failed to finish them off, our lady genius next pulls out a cigarette lighter and tries to burn the spiders. Oh, no. <laughs> However, this, of course, oh, sets the heavily drenched area on fire. <laughs> The blaze is quick to spread to a hedge. Oh. The woman ran to the side of the house to grab the garden hose and quickly returned to the hedge, which was now totally engulfed in flames and threatening the woman's house. And for some unexplained reason, the woman apparently thought it would be wise to get the hose in place before turning it on. So off again to the side of the house she ran. Meanwhile, the fire continued to grow. When the woman finally returned and had armed herself with a working garden hose, the entire side of her house was engulfed in flames. Wow, man. Firefighters managed to extinguish the blaze and save the neighboring house, which sustained broken windows and some charring. A police spokesman said, the family have had to look for somewhere else to stay. The spiders are gone, though. That problem was solved. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. I don't think they were killed. I think they just said, holy crap, it's on fire. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So you crazy German genius lady, you hairspray pushing, flame throwing, water (laughs) squirting spider killer. You, ma'am, are dumber than me. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. All right. (laughs) Story number two. Jesus is back, and he's going to jack your ride. (laughs) Hmm. According to a Cleveland police report, an unidentified man ransacked a local church last month, getting away with a black liturgical robe and a purple cape, which he removed from the statue of Jesus. The man, who could indeed be the second coming and just looking for some stylish threads, (laughs) donned the cape and then put on a a stolen black motorcycle helmet to hide his face. Mr. Christ then ran out of the church and allegedly began frantically making the sign of the cross to an oncoming vehicle. The car's, occupants, <laughs> the car's occupants, no doubt sensing that the Son of God might be indeed trying to jack their car, refused to exit the vehicle and instead opted to activate its alarm system. <laughs> Clearly startled by the car alarm, remember kids, this kind of technology didn't exist back in the Jesus 1.0 days, <laughs> <laughs> the man in purple <laughs> ran away. However, it wasn't long before the Messiah found another driver and hopped into his car. (laughs) Jesus reportedly pressed an unknown object to the driver's head and ordered the man to drive. Mm. Oh, wow, Carl. I bet it was just like that Indiana Jones movie, you know, the one where he's got to pick the right chalice, but there's this freaky <laughs> yeah. Nazi guy with a gun and he, he wants to live forever and he's demanding that Indy give him the right cup. But we all know that Indy <laughs> hates Nazis and so he gives the crowd a face-melting <laughs> cup instead of the real one. That was cool, wasn't it, Carl?
3: <laughs> then he finds a wooden point. cup
0: that doesn't melt your face and he says, like, like, this is the chalice of a carpenter. And, oh, man, that reminds me when I was shopping in Walmart with my wife, (laughs) and she's trying to talk me into buying this big, expensive, crappy crystal thing. And so I pick up this spinning wooden top toy, and I say, no, honey, this is the dweedle of a carpenter. (laughs) Dweedle? 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 Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Carl. I mean, I bet that unknown object was a dweedle. Pretty smart, eh? (laughs) You you mean a dreidel? (laughs) You know, with all these powers of perception and deduction, I bet I could be a detective. Oh, boy, Carl, if I was a detective, I'd sit up in my office late at night, and a long line of beautiful dames in distress would show up all night long, each one asking for help. But these broads, they're mixed up with the mob, see? And they don't have any cash to pay for my services, which they so desperately need. So I'm forced, forced, Carl, to take these hot ladies under my wing, often in exchange for nothing more than a pucker and a blow. (laughs) Oh boy, Carl, I can't wait for that one.
3: Whew. So anyway,
0: according to the report, the Savior's getaway was interrupted when he encountered another 21st century invention, gridlock traffic. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Christ hopped out of the car, ran down the on-ramp, and approached a third motorist. When the driver rolled down his window to find out what the man in the black helmet wanted, the Lord proceeded to punch the man. <laughs> And then ejected him from his silver Honda Accord. (laughs) Police arrived at the scene just as Mr. Christ sped away. Mr. Christ reportedly led police on a chase, but officers were unable to apprehend him. Duh! He's the son of God! Of course the cops aren't going to be able to catch him! (laughs) Jesus is described as a heavily tattooed white male in his mid-40s with short brown or blonde hair. He's approximately five feet nine inches tall and weighs about two hundred and fifty pounds. Wow! He was last mm. seen in a silver two thousand and two Honda Accord with a broken side view mirror. But you think he could repair that mirror with all his powers? <laughs> sorry, sorry, man, I'm, I'm ad libbing here. Let me stop that. I'll put an end to that right now. <laughs> Cleveland police ask that anyone with information as to the whereabouts of Jesus to please contact them. <laughs> So, Mr. Christ, you black helmet wearing, purple cape donning, dweedle pushing, driver punching carjacker. Dude, stealing from a church? What? Did you think they wouldn't recognize you? They got your picture like all over the place. (laughs) Trying to stop traffic by making the sign of the cross with your fingers. Look, I got a news flash for you, genius. That trick only works with vampires. <laughs> so, Mr. Christ, you, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, you are. Uh, yes.
1: I really like the parallel that I'm seeing between the life of Christ and, and the life of Darth Vader, <laughs> or at least their lives I, of crime. Isn't that funny, I mean, man? I'm
2: sure our pious
1: listeners will really appreciate that,
0: you know? Can you imagine this guy in a purple cape all over the place? Awesome. Anyway, I'm going to hell. I just want to
3: let everybody know. In case I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> we're sure. We're sure where to find me after this is all over. Oh, you. Yeah. my goodness. I can find you in Idaho. You can
0: catch me in hell. I'm <laughs> performing every night.
3: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
2: guess that means it's your turn, Richard. It's time for Richard. Burn the and Toy Boy. Looking for all those great toys out That's on the internet. What's the theme today for today's
3: show? Do we even have a theme? I don't think we have a I think theme. The theme. I think the theme is breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the hey, law. I don't
1: know what you're talking about. Banana lobbing and, and raw meat installation is like covered under sections 13-287 of the uh, Hudson, New York general statutes. You know, I when see. I was at
0: when I was at the Air Force Academy, we had this guy, it was, his last name was Reaganor, and everybody called him reg or regulation, because every time you tried to like, you know, give him shit, he said, are you questioning my manhood? That's against regulation 475 do test B. And everybody was freaking out as the guy said numbers, we'd all back away. We're like, no, no, not question your manhood, man. Not doing that. Jeff's just ready with that. No, it's actually legal here. Lawmakers here in Connecticut said it's okay to throw bananas on the street. Yeah, but but there is a <laughs> there's a
1: big difference because uh, you see that guy actually knew what he was talking about. I just made up a bunch of numbers and,
3: yeah, and well, said we were something. always
0: we were always whenever he wasn't around, we were like, Do you think that's real? <laughs> we can look it up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, but the whole trick is the moment he spits one of those out to just whip out the regulation book and flip to the page. Wait a second. This is about peeling carrots. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Richard, what do you got? All right, let's start off with my Oriental collection. I already mentioned the uh, Toshiba Fuel Cell-based MP3 player, which uh, we got a good piece for. But uh, moving right along, I needed to go with the first, what I think is a pretty good toy. So take a look at shrinkster.com slash 838. For better or for worse, this is a still non-translated Japanese press release from our friends at Casio. And if you look at the photo, you go, wow, look, they're using a calculator.
2: It's a calculator. What's
3: interesting about this calculator is that it actually works via wireless USB with your laptop. So you A, have a calculator and B, have a keypad for your notebook. Numeric keypad. I love it. I, I see this as a useful device. Absolutely. I mean, I often like using calculators for certain things. And then also having a keypad for your laptop. I don't know. Seems kind of cool to me. The
0: only thing that sucks is like you're working, all of a sudden these numbers start popping in and you're like, wait, hey, kids, give me that thing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Yeah, don't get the pink one. Don't get the pink one.
3: All right, moving right along. Now we're over to the fine folks in the Korean realm who always have interesting equipment for us. Shrinkster.com/slash/eight three slash 839, 839.
0: What's the military colon of those numbers?
3: Uh, 839 (laughs) Thanks Aving visual news and the Dog dryer Uh huh There you go see scroll down the second picture See the puppy Uh, I can't see Now you guys don't need to put your dogs in the microwaves Anymore just buy a dog dryer I don't like that Infrared dog dryer Isn't that dangerous No this is a purpose built dog dryer Notice, keep scrolling down through the photos. You can see the tray for when the dog goes, holy shit, they're cooking me.
0: Are you sure this isn't a giant microwave and it's just, these are some pictures where the person was like, uh, you know, the supervisor comes in and says, no, you cannot use that on a dog. (laughs) <laughs> you know what
2: that tray is for? That tray is so the little crispies don't wind up burning the, the, the stuff on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, it's to
3: catch the fat so you can yeah. clean it out easily. Yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez. Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's right. That that reminds me, Richard. What if you were going to launch a cat, an overweight cat specifically?
3: Definitely trebuchet.
0: Okay. Get the
3: best <laughs> arc. He's able to orient claws down. You'll get a good splat out of it. hmm <laughs> All right. It's all good. I'm all over the trebuchet, man. It's also, I think, a lot more efficient. Mm. Shooting some. Uh, you know, now, I mean, they're actually fairly difficult machines to operate. You know, there's a fair to middling chance that your trebuchet is going to land its object on you. I know. You, know, you, you have <laughs> well, to do a certain amount of. Tuning. Well, I know there's a lot of user
0: testing back in the old days when they were trying to throw, you know, you know, plague written bodies.
3: Yeah, you don't you don't want to mess that one up. I'd lead with something a little simpler.
0: I've actually seen uh, training
2: videos of using a trebuchet on uh, when I was a kid. On I distinctly remember seeing the, these training videos on Saturday morning cartoons with uh, the Roadrunner in the Coyote ah,
1: training yeah.
0: videos. Well, you yeah. know, I got to say when video. it when
1: it comes to uh, when it comes to getting you know hit with raw meat. In a trebuchet accident, you know, it's, it's it's for a good cause. I mean, raw meat vandalism is, is, is one of the most noble and oldest causes in the, this country.
3: Yeah. Um, Help right. us, Richard. So, Help got us. any more toys there, Richard? <laughs> actually, I, I, this is not really a toy. I got it sent to me. I'm pretty sure it was from Gary Stanley because, let's face it, Gary Stanley sends me a lot of stuff. And it's actually a blog post, which is also not something I usually go to, but I couldn't let this one go. Shrinkster.com slash 83A is an alpha. 83A. Akabaro News is a place I go to fairly often. And and they're talking about these guys who. It's bread. It's bread, okay? Oh, that's horrible. It's this Thai baker that's making body parts out of bread and baking them and selling them. Oh, that's awful. It's terrible. Yeah, it's really disgusting, man. I couldn't get past it. I'm like. Do you sell a lot of them? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
2: God. It just have, seeing a bread head with a hook through it is just horrible. It's just so awful. That's pretty disgusting, look, And man. the guy looks like the elephant man, too, you know?
3: it's Well, he, after he's been baked in an oven, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to throw up now. Yeah, okay, that's disgusting. Can we just go to something stupid and American, then? Please. Shrinkster.com slash 83B as in Bravo. 83b Uh-oh. from the fine hasbro. folks at hasbro the I dog you know sony sort of started this market off with the whole dog shaped toy thing this one is just an mp3 player speakers built in but it quote feeds on your music depending on the kind of music you play It'll demonstrate different personalities. So they got the rock personality with the whole headbanging thing. They got the dance techno where he dances around the corner and doesn't like the light. And then there's a hip hop one where he tries to shoot you. Oh, jeez! Oh, God. (laughs) Oh,
0: God. I didn't make this stuff up, man. I think it's cool, though. I mean, it would be kind of fun to, you know. Oh crap! We're playing hip hop, you know. Dog's gone fucking wild. Look out. Turn off the dog! Turn off the dog! Why do we have to hide behind the couch whenever this song comes on? <laughs> Just wait till he runs out of bullets. Has he shot five or
2: six. There goes any chance of us of us uh, embracing the hip hop market. You any have, chance? You should have Go. thrown
1: in a little a little MDMA reference with your with your dance, you know, thing. It's like. Where it hides in the dark and starts rubbing up against complete strangers. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, I man. guess I got that one covered.
3: <laughs> there you go. Only thirty bucks too. So I mean, dumb enough that you can just go buy it for on a whim. Yeah, it's, it's well, too you freaky. You have, to have an, man.
1: an MP3 player already. It just plugs into your MP3 player.
3: You know, the fifty-dollar version will hump your
2: leg too. So ah, oh, very nice. Yeah.
1: Will it pee on your carpet? That's what I want to know.
2: Yeah.
3: That's what I'm looking for. Moving right along. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash 83C is in Charlie. Stick this under the category of how to exploit the paranoid. Ah. The Thunderbolt Storm Detector. So here's a device you can carry with you that will help you determine when you're about to be struck by lightning. So it's got, yeah. a, it's
0: got a water sensor and a sound sensor. And so if there's water and a loud noise says <laughs> look out you, might be
2: you know gonna, the, yeah the, i can see this thing working but not before you actually hear thunder
3: yes when you wake up in the hospital After being struck by lightning, there'll be a light flashing to tell you you've been struck by lightning. (laughs) Maybe
2: this is for people who like wear those earbuds where they can't hear anything that's going on outside them, and they just think uh, you know it's beginning to rain. Oh, it's nice, a little rain shower. I can still jog around the block, you know. And then you know, then then they have to wear this extra device to notify them because they can't hear anything. We should
1: uh, we should start a class action lawsuit against Apple on behalf of all the people who have died in lightning strikes while listening to their iPods. Yeah, that would absolutely get them (laughs) to integrate. This into the ipod in the future class action you know, they-
0: lawsuit on behalf of zero that's a great idea jeff yeah
1: <laughs> so well you know it's a, it was a class it was a small class you know
0: i'm just looking at the instructions for this it says uh to uh, get a good reading hold it high be sure to hold it high up in the air <laughs> 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 so it's not too close to the ground so it doesn't get the inference. and they even have a little metal pole they'll give you to <laughs> to get a little extra bu- extra lift
3: <laughs>
0: that's a cool product man
3: it's just one of those things and you just gotta know it'll go off only after you're struck by <laughs> lightning which you know reminds me of this story a friend of mine had a renault car and we were this is back in the days where we still worked on our cars and there was this uh, brake failure light on his car and we were looking at how it worked and it was wired to the brake system, so basically you had to push the brake pedal down, and if no pressure built up the braking system, the light would turn on. But the thing that really bothered me was that it was wired to a momentary switch. So I figured the only scenario where this light would serve you is when you're going down a hill, you step on the brakes, nothing happens, you can press and hold the switch down, the, and the light turns on to it says, yes, you are <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I think this thing does too. Just a little, right. little, yeah. You know, you hold it up over your head, lightning strikes you and the last thing you see is a screen saying, "Yeah, you're yeah, fine. That was it. It's You of like, hit.
2: It's like the Coyote Roadrunner <laughs> thing too where he gets struck by lightning and then the thing goes off after <laughs> as he sits there standing there smoking, you know. <laughs>
0: You've been watching too many cartoons there, Carl. Wouldn't it be cool if when we were hit by lightning, we kind of turned into powder just like they did in cartoons? And then the yeah, gravity affected cool. the bottom parts up to the top of our head slowly, just like it does right. in cartoons. Yeah, right. that's how I want to die. That would be awesome. Yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> the cartoon, Powdered
0: by lightning. The cartoon
2: guide to dramatic death scenes. I like it.
1: Oh, my God. So do you have anything that's useful this week, Richard? <laughs> oh, stop.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I got one for you, Jeff. You may not know how to use it, though. Shrinkster.com slash 8, 3, D is in Delta. Uh,
1: the URL is completely unreadable.
3: Yes, totally unreadable URL. Generate biz. Mathmos. And uh, in case you're not sure, that's a bathtub, Jeff.
1: Oh. Well, ah. I guess I could probably start using one of those at some point in my near future. Yeah, the, that's in, a great something idea. Something you may but the
3: not thing have about ever seen this before, bathtub Jeff. is that it's made of polyethylene, and they put LEDs inside it so it glows.
0: That'll give your body that nice, beautiful green glow that you've been looking for. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can look extra attractive in the bath. So when your spouse comes in and sees you, of <laughs> course, if I saw, if I saw my wife in this thing, I'd be like, alien, alien, I'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd try to rip off her, her head, her human <laughs> head. Relive the <laughs>
1: Matrix scenes in your own home. Karen would like
2: this, though. There you go. It's just freaky, man.
3: So there's a $1,400 version that you can get in, like, five different colors, or you can get the multicolored version for 2500 bucks. Aha. I don't see how they get to double the price just because it'll go to more than one color. And I'm not so sure I know about anybody who really needs a multicolored bathtub. You
2: know, Karen isn't here, and we really haven't gotten her a uh, a Christmas present yet, so maybe, you know, maybe we should chip in and, uh, I mean, th- I think she would go for this, don't you think?
1: Uh yes. Actually I think she would. Let's get her a toilet instead of a bath though. Oh yeah, okay. That's toilet. right.
3: That's what we were gonna do. <laughs> yes, I want I want a toilet that changes color depending on what's happening. Exactly. <laughs> a little Milton a toy. That would be awesome, man. Yes. We can patent this. Shooting for the red flashing light mode. A mood toity.
0: Dude, you can make a little game where you have like a little light and you have to hit it. Well, I guess it's only, really <laughs> only really works for guys or girls that have that little pee thing. What is that we were telling the other go. time?
3: That would be awesome, man. Yeah, the LED urinal. Follow the light. Follow the light.
0: Get a little score. Ding 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 ding. ding. Yeah, baby. <laughs> High it's school. just like those things that you play
1: in the uh, in, in in at the carnival. You know where you have to shoot the water thing at the target that's flying around. Yeah, but they know? always
0: made me use the squirt gun when we were doing those. <laughs>
1: yeah, <I>
0: mean, <laughs> and, and that's no fun. And you're always like, no, put that away, sir.
3: <laughs> I'm like, what? It
0: gives me a little advantage.
3: <laughs> All right. <sighs> you know, here's another good toy for you, especially for us. Shrinkster.com slash 83E is an echo. Sorry, it's a press release. I don't like using these, but there's nothing else yet. I'm hoping these things will be more readily available soon. Yeah. And what it is is a completely self-contained digital recording microphone. Yeah. So the company's HHB, they call it the Flash Mic. It's they've taken a Sennheiser condenser mic and connected a one gigabyte flash recorder to cool. it. USB interface records Wave or MPEG two.
2: That's awesome.
3: Yeah, powered by AA batteries, running roughly a thousand bucks.
2: Great. That's not that part's not so awesome, but the other part's all cool. Well, some of those recorders actually cost that much. Really? You know?
3: Yeah. Well. But hey, self-contained podcasting unit, isn't it? it sure is, isn't it? is, yeah. Everything except the stupid laughing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. Changing <laughs> gears now. <laughs> Take a look at shrinkster.com slash A3F is in Foxtrot. Take you to Cool Amphibious Manufacturers International and their product, the Hydra Spider. $155,000 Sports car, that's also a sports boat. I love it. It's neat, isn't it? Cat now, now oh, hang on. Cat and the dog are scrapping behind me here. I want hey, I
0: guys. want this I want this thing to be able to play music dun diddown, dun, 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 dun 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 while I drive. <laughs> uh, it's called a CD player. Okay. Does it have one? Dun, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I just want a button it does a dun, to dun, dun button.
3: Yeah, that's You just need that button for <laughs> Anytime you get into a car. But wait, there's more. Look down the left side. See the Terra Wind RV? Click on that. Terra
0: that's Wind. That's right, boys.
3: A Class A RV that's also amphibious. Uh, we need that for the roadshow, guys. There you go.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's amazing.
3: Runs about a million bucks. Uh. But hey. Amphibious. Now, let me ask you
2: something, Richard. Usually when you see amphibious vehicles, there's always a trade-off, either on the boat side or on the car side. So what what are the specs on this thing?
3: Well, th- actually, the specs are pretty good all around, both uh, in the car version and the RV version. The trade-off is really there's not as much space inside because they crammed a lot of gear in there, and they cost a ton of money.
2: Well, I mean, does it, you know, does it have the performance of a sports car and a, a sports boat?
3: So they tell me, not that I've driven one. But if you look at the specs on it in the PDF file, mm-hmm. they're that's a pretty serious car. But for 150 dollars it ought to be. Yeah. The, the
0: only thing I don't like about this car is the if you look at the last picture on the for the Hydra Spider, that interior is so blocky, it really looks crappy. Yeah. It's disappointing, man. With all that money, man, they could have they could have done something a little bit less blocky right in
3: there. But take a look at the next vehicle down. After the Terra Wind RV, there's the Hydra Terra.
0: This vessel is unsinkable.
3: Oh my an god. Unsinkable vehicle. But we
0: could but it can be tipped over and rendered it, you know, useless. Yeah. It won't sink. But you can be sideways.
3: Yeah, it may not sink, but you will look like a complete dork driving it. <laughs> wow. Look at all those seats. I mean, look at the thing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's horrible.
1: Now I remember this thing about an unsinkable ship a couple
0: of years ago. What was the name yeah. of that? Yeah. Guys, I have only one thing to say. When Armageddon comes, the end of the world, all that crap, I'm going to this these guys' place, and I'm going to take take a vehicle or two. Mm.
3: It's very cool. And then, of course, the big thing they're excited about with the Hydro Terror is they finally demonstrated that they're safe enough that uh, you'll start seeing tours and things on these amphibious vehicles. So you load up your tourists into it, drive them around, and drive right into the water. Hmm. And then Jaws will eat you. That's what cool, happens man. if you <laughs> capsize in the Hydra Spider? In the Hydra Spider? Yeah, if you capsize, does it autocorrect in itself and turn it? No. No, you're screwed. Yeah. But you know, it'd be, you'd really have to work at it to capsize it. Yeah, it's pretty low. you're not going to. It's pretty low. Yeah. That's pretty awesome.
2: I think I'll save up for one of those.
3: Now, wait. Save your money, because I may have something you'd like even more. Oh, no. So take a look at shrinkster.com slash 83G is in golf. One more vehicle to show you, and these are from the fine folks at Force Whoa. Protection and their Buffalo Series. That's awesome. It's a seriously ugly machine, isn't it? It's, it's so wow. good it's got an extra tire. <laughs> yeah, they need them because this machine is designed to deal with mines. Not the old-fashioned way with the thrashers or driving over them or anything like this. They've got this thing they call the claw. These are in use in Iraq. Really? And what they do is they spot something unusual by the side of the road, which is your typical improvised explosive device, and then you whip out the claw and you can grab it, shake it up, take a good long look at it. And apparently the vehicle's totally safe. It's very resistant to mines. Of course, it keeps the mines away from them. But there have been some injuries. But so far, all the injuries have been caused by the same thing. A soldier successfully finds an IED on the side of the road using the claw, and uses the claw to bring it up to the cab so he can take a picture of it. Oh, Roll down the window, and then it goes off. Yeah. That's a dumber than me. Yeah, I think that is a dumber than me. There's some great videos here showing you just how enormous this machine is, how deeply padded it is. The guys are inside and behind all that armor, hmm. and in fact, unfortunately. One of the clips has got Geraldo Rivera in it. I keep hoping they're going to use the claw on him. Are you serious?
0: Because Geraldo Rivera could spontaneously explode.
3: (laughs) Yes. I I think he is an improvised explosive device. And all we got to do is find his cell phone number. Maybe he'll be gone forever. This is cool, man. I
0: like one of these. Are these street legal? Can I drive these around?
3: (laughs) Even if they aren't, who's going to stop you? Yeah, (laughs) good good point. All right, couple of toys left to go. Oh my God. And this one is another press release. And like I said, I'm not a big fan of press releases, but we just need to talk about this for a little while because I'm trying to figure out the right use for this technology. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash 83H is in hotel. So the company's called Immersion. Hmm. And what Immersion makes is touchscreen technology, but what they've done now is they've wired up their touchscreen system to a haptic articulator behind the LCD panel. Haptic? Now, Carson, as soon as you hear the word haptic, you think about my favorite toy, the haptic cow now, don't you? Richard, what does haptic mean? It means tactile. In other words, something you can feel. So here's the idea. This is a touchscreen that touches you back. They're basically pitching it for casinos in this press release, which baffles me, right? The whole idea that you put your hand on the touch screen and the buttons are bumpy. And when you push them, they feel like they actually move. <laughs> wow. Kind of cool. I'm just thinking there's other industries that are going to grab onto these yeah, kinds of Yeah, I think
2: so. There's a few bumps that I think people would like to touch on the screen. Yeah. A whole lot oh, more. Yeah.
1: Jeez.
3: Well, now that I got you thinking about touching things. Let me take you to shrinkster.com slash A3I is in indigo, or India, 83I, to a little news clip from the BBC ah! talking about a tongue-eating bug found in a fish. Ah! Tell me this isn't the ingredients of nightmares here. This is horrible. This is a three-and-a-half-centimeter insect that gets inside the mouth of a fish and slowly consumes its tongue and then acts as the replacement tongue and gets some of the food along the way. And the excitement of the story is that they found this bug in a red snapper that arrived in London. That's cool. How much Yuck. is this,
0: Richard? How, where do I order this?
3: <laughs> you can get this just <laughs> offshore there, Mark. They're quite common in the waters off California. Cool. <laughs> That'll teach you to open your mouth in the ocean. It's a
2: really sick thing is that Mark's actually got plans for this thing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What sick and twisted kind
2: of plans are you working on, my
3: friend? I just wanna these look like aliens to me, man. This is this, this whole th- this whole bug thing just horrifies me. It's like this is right out of is aliens. Is it? It totally is, man. All he's gotta do is decide to stop hanging out in the mouth, head to the stomach, and jump out and boom. Jeff, you, you got to find
2: it. a way to figure to figure out how to make this work with a catapult to take revenge on your on your market there. There's gotta be some <laughs> way that this it. will work with a trebuchet.
3: Trebuchet, the tongue eaters. Hmm. All right. I got one last toy for you. Once again, a blog post, but this one was sent to me by a half a dozen different Monday's listeners. And it is very cool. Shrinkster.com slash 83. J is in Juliet. For all you cube lurkers out there, check out The Work Blind. Huh? So what this guy did is he got someone to take a photo of him sitting at his desk, oh, and then he had it printed life-size and <laughs> mounted it like a curtain across the entrance to his cubicle. <laughs> so when he's taking a nap, he just pulls it across, and anybody looking in says, oh, he's still at work. Ah, that's great. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I got to get me one of those, except I don't work in a cube, but, you know. That's great. That's, nice. no, that's great. Like it. Yeah, and that'd be great. You know,
1: what you could do also is you could could use it. You could have somebody take a picture of you in your car, and you could put it up on the (laughs) window so you can sleep while you're driving, and everybody else will think you're awake. Brilliant! Brilliant, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, that's so brilliant. I don't know what to do, man. I'm crying here. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Take a picture of yourself not wearing headphones or talking on your cell phone so when you drive by a cop, they'll think you're just driving normally, right? Now, the th- yeah, aside from
1: the fact that you're swerving everywhere.
0: Now, the thing that's remarkable <laughs> to me is if you look at the upper left corner of this page, you see a picture that looks a lot like that tongue bug that we saw before.
3: <laughs> 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 makes me wonder. If- and the name attached to that is Tongobian. Yeah, it makes me
0: wonder if there's something going on what here. What is going on here? Picture. He's a little further I think what's going on here is we're
1: all a bunch of obsessive nerds But I could be wrong (laughs) (laughs) Just just throwing that out there We're never ever
2: ever going to get a sponsor For this show never (laughs) Never ever That's all the toys I got Well that, that concludes another Mondays then I'd like to thank everybody Who was involved with the show Mark Miller as always you crazy Bastard you And Richard Campbell out there in Vancouver, and Jeff Maciolick in Hudson, New York. I'm in L.A. this week. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.